Happy Canada Day, I'm wearing the wrong hat, ain't I? Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free drive. Hey, not only is God still keeping Canada glorious and free with Canada Day just a few days ago, we're just moments away from July 4th as well. So not only the Canadians, but the Americanos are celebrating and to top it all off, the Padre has returned. How you doing, Padre? This is the Book Guys Show. How you doing, Padre? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's good to be back. I've been traveling so much the last couple of weeks, and actually, it's always nice to come home to a good book. Yes, <laughs> yes. And for new uh, viewers and listeners, my name is Paul Alves, sometimes known as the Book Guy. And uh, we're also joined by Professor Allen. How you doing, Professor? I, I stand on guard for thee. <laughs> so what do you guys usually do for uh, for the fourth i blow stuff up <clears throat> that's that's my tradition things just have to blow up if they're not blowing up i i'm not feeling the freedom <laughs> uh, professor allen same thing just blow stuff up uh proud to be an american hello of course i'm gonna blow stuff up <laughs> that's pretty or much what we do celebrate here. other people blowing stuff up whatever it's all the same yes yeah, that's what we do here in canada as well you know and i watch my idiot neighbors Holding the Roman candles in their hand. Okay, yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah. blow a finger off. And they're always aiming yeah. them like at the roofs and stuff, so I'm always ready with my garden hose. I'm ready to like put fires out. <laughs> well, you got to remember, I, I, I live mostly on the west, or I had lived mostly on the west coast, and so living on the east coast where you could still buy fireworks, it's, it's like brought out the little kid in me. Because living in California, I haven't been able to buy fireworks legally since I was like, seven years old which uh, means you haven't bought fireworks i always go to right which which chinatown. means i haven't bought legal fireworks since right. i was seven years old I, I go to chinatown and get those little like strings of, of little firecrackers the noisemakers and then i put them in a ziploc bag in my garage in a metal can and i wait till like five months from now when no one remembers if fireworks you know there's no fireworks around and scare the crap out of people. I used to take the, do you remember the blooming flowers? The blooming flowers that just spin around? Yes, yes, yes. I used to have little paper propellers that you could put onto the top and they spin around and they'd fly and they'd freak people out because they're going in all directions. <laughs> the fourth without a little chaos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey guys, let's get right into book news. Check it off, Padre. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so we've got Random House dropping Paula Dean. Kind of a sad story, uh, interesting story. Random House has canceled its contract with the embattled Paula Dean and will not publish the cook's New Testament. 250 favorite recipes all lightened up. A source familiar with Random House's decision said it was a purely a business decision because major retailers are refusing to carry Dean's products. Random House dropped the book even though it was rated number one on Amazon above Game of Thrones and uh, was looking to be a bestseller. I don't know if this is a 
Can it be a purely business decision when you're number one on Amazon? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, Amazon is weird because they'll basically publish anything. They'll publish the guy who does a self-published book with some of the just most despicable content ever. Right. But what, what I mean, I think what they're talking about is they still rely on brick and mortar. They make money from brick yes. and mortar, way more money than they make from Amazon. Yes. So that, I guess I could believe it on that side. I, I, I think if you're a mainstream author like Paula Dean, you're looking for Barnes and Nobles and Walmarts, and you're looking to sell yeah. that book in the uh, in the airport. Yeah, you're looking to sell that book everywhere. I would guess Amazon's a pretty small slice for her. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hadfield to publish with Random House Canada. Happy Random Canada House Day, everybody! <laughs> happy Happy Canada Day. Random House Canada signed Canadian astronaut. Chris Hadfield to a two-book deal. The first book, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth, which covers his years of training and space exploration, will be released October 29th. And this just pisses me off. Why is it that it took a Canadian to go up to the space station <laughs> to figure out that, hey, people want to geek out? And that's all he did. Right. He yes. geeked out. It was wonderful. It was glorious. It was brilliant. And, uh, you know, well, now we've lost the geek out title to our neighbors to the north. <laughs> hey guys, let's go right back into books on film and television. Shane Black talks Doc Savage film. Iron Man 3 co-writer director Shane Black is following up the Marvel superhero property with an adaptation of another comic hero, probably one of the first superheroes ever, 1930s pulp adventure icon Doc Savage. Appearing at the Saturn Awards this week, Black confirmed that the Sony film will retain the 1930 settings to the stories. And uh, I've actually got a little uh, audio clip. There's some great audio work done over at uh, RadioArchives.com. And actually, that audio clip that you're going to hear at the break is, is read by Harlan Zink. He's the guy in the intro to the audio clip. He was uh, uh, the first voice actor to do any kind of voice work for Book Guy's show. How you doing, Harlan? I know he's, he's still a viewer and, and listener. And we'll play that at the break. Doc Savage. I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious about this one in light of a recent attempt to take another golden age hero and put him on the big screen, yes. the disaster that was John Carter. Well, I'm curious how... Uh, Professor, I'm, I'm, if they call I'm, I'm, it Doc Savage and not like the guy at the top of the Empire State Building who's really <laughs> strong and smart, they might have a good chance. Because you know what? I bet you there are a lot of John Carter fans uh, who... Uh, didn't realize that that was a movie about, you know. There, yeah, Doc marketed. Savage, the name Doc's more recognizable than John Carter, who I thought was my neighbor across the street, the dentist. I, I right. didn't know. <laughs> By the way, I, I actually, maybe I was one of the six people who actually enjoyed watching John Carter. Oh, it was a great movie. I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was, I wouldn't say great. I thought it well, was a pretty good movie for what it was. Better than some of the stuff I watch on Netflix. Saying. <laughs> well, okay, that's a whole other topic. We should get into that later. But yeah, the the selection on Netflix has been becoming just absolute junk, garbage. Oh, oh Even... shut up, shut up, Padre. Try Netflix oh, Canada. Try Netflix Canada. Uh, that's true. Okay, yeah, I, I can't complain. Oh, and by the way, folks, for all the people playing at home, that whole we're gonna play the clip at the break. That's what we call a well done teaser. 
Next up, NBC announces a sequel to The Bible, because you know there's got to be a sequel to The Bible. <laughs> the network said Monday that it will join with producers Mark Burnett and Roma Downey on the sequel. The husband and wife team produced The Bible for the History Channel, in which Downey played Mary, the mother of Jesus. NBC, NBC says that the sequel has the working title of A.D., Beyond the Bible, kind of like Beyond Batman, and will open in the <laughs> days following the crucifixion. Casting and an air date have not been announced, but we have good sources that tell us that Jim Carrey will be playing Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that last part, no, that's totally not true. Yeah. No, there's now, we've had we've Dude. had examples of shows go from network to cable, you know, continue a run or get picked up in cable. Yes. This first one off yeah, the top of my head that weird, started huh? on history, started on cable, was big enough a hit to land a land a, a seat at the big boy table. Yeah. Now I gotta ask: Did, did any of you watch the Bible? No, I I read the book. I read, exactly. the book's I read always the book. better. <laughs> Spoiler: I didn't wait for the movie. <laughs> And Jim Carrey would never play Jesus because the, the Bible is way too violent for him. That's right. <laughs> uh, World War Z book. Hey, 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 rewind, rewind. What was that? World War what? Sorry? World War Z. Thank you. Oh, whatever. <laughs> wow. Oh. I've, I've been assimilated. Resistance was futile. Uh. World War Z. <clears throat> Book versus movie. Uh, Oatmeal.com produced a wonderful Venn diagram comparing the versions of World War Z. The upshot is that the book, which tells the story of the geopolitical, religious, environmental, changes that would result from a zombie war told from a variety of countries and perspectives shares one thing with the movie the title sad trombone yeah there, there's the di there, there's the, the the image for you folks and uh having read the book and watched the movie yeah brad pitt just kept the the title that's all i i don't really do zombies I don't even do Walking Dead, even though I, I know it's a fantastic series. Well, World War Z was fun because, uh, not fun, but it, it was a good read because it was uh, a series of interviews with people who had actually been in World War II that the author converted into the zombie apocalypse. So it, it really, at the back of your mind, you're always thinking, man, this is a true story from World War II. Like, you know, it, it, it makes it so much more real and vibrant. And then you watch the movie and it has absolutely, I think Brad Pitt just liked the title and paid the money to have the title. World War Z. But, yeah. Well, I mean, what the, the, here's the problem. The problem is that the book you read was World War Z, but the movie was World War Z. So. Uh, not according to Brad Pitt. Not according to Brad Pitt. <laughs> what the, uh, but what that one, I mean, one thing they, they needed to do, I mean, to make that movie, it wouldn't have been a huge box office, but to have made a great movie, you need that, that, that book needed to be a Ken Burns-style documentary. Yeah. That's in essence what the book is. I mean, the yeah, book maybe, maybe the book should is... never be made into a movie, which it hasn't yeah. yet. Uh, but uh, even even the World War Z movie was maybe two or three great sections of action uh, interspersed with uh, people standing and talking about the plot. I hate yeah. that when when it's like three guys in a room and well, what happened? Well, this is what happened. Let me explain to you for for no apparent reason what happened. It's ah, bad, bad script writing. Boo. Steven Spielberg looking to remake Grapes of Wrath. DreamWorks is in talk with the estate of author John Steinbeck to make a new version of The Grapes of Wrath. The novel was turned into a 1940 film by John Ford, and it won two Oscars. 
Uh, the story recently became a hot property, and according to Deadline.com, just out today, Steven Spielberg swooped in and swiped, swiped it off the table from all the other uh, people who wanted to buy the property. Sing! So it's looking like Spielberg might do it. Grapes of Wrath. Grapes uh, of Wrath 2. This time, they're pissed. And pa Padre, I know you're back. I know you're dying to talk about Hello Kitty, so let's... As part of the new 52, I guess, DC Comics <laughs> teams up with Hello Kitty, Warner Brothers consumer products and Sanrio creator of the global icon Hello Kitty have announced that they will be partnering to license a new brand connection that will feature Hello Kitty dressed up as her favorite DC comic book superheroes. <laughs> because why the hell not? Including Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. Starting in 2014, these images will appear on apparel, accessories, footwear, and other products. So I guess we can all say, we can all say hello, Hello Kitty. Kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, as the, as the official comic book guy of the Book Guy show, those are such a cute picture to just see. Exactly. Hello there Kitty is a Wonder Woman, and Hello Kitty, Kitty with the Batman yeah. is so adorable. The merchandising ah. is going to make a killing in Japan. Oh my! It is. I mean, this it, is you know Japan. between you know Warner Brothers you know owning DC and obviously Disney owning Marvel. One of the overlooked portions of both of those on the business deal side is the merchandising. I mean, the comic books themselves are fingers crossed at best break-even propositions. Yeah. Uh, the money is made not just on the big-budget movies, but the 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 uh, the money is made on the cups and the T-shirts and the toothbrushes and the backpacks and the book bags and the hats. That's where the, the yeah, it, absolutely. Like you look at Man, Man of Steel, yeah, and it's not going to beat Iron Man. I'm going to owe Sir Jimmy a twenty dollar bill, but uh, I know the DC is sitting there and, and thinking, well, yeah, this is great. We were we're like three hundred fifty million dollars in merchandise. They don't care if the movie makes a billion. They've already made a billion. Yeah, I mean this this will definitely make money for DC. It will definitely make money for Warner Brothers and Sanrio. But here's the thing: Does anybody think that this was on the part of the creative talent? You think that the artist or the inker said, "Hey, you know what? You know what we're missing in this new DC universe? Hello, freaking kitty!" No, this this is some exec <laughs> who said, "Okay, what's a big hot property in Asia where we haven't really busted in as much as we should have?" And how can we integrate it into our product? That's, uh, listen, that's what gets Padre, that. Oh. this is generating some buzz because I know Reddit right now is going crazy that a female cat is going to play Superman. They're going nuts. <laughs> I mean, if I can quote a source familiar with Random House in dealing with Paula Dean, it is purely a business decision, Father. It is purely a pure <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but not only is Hello Kitty getting the comic book makeover, 80s NBC TV shows Saved by the Bell, Knight Rider, Airwolf, yeah! Airwolf, yes! <laughs> and Miami Vice are being turned into digital comics by Lion Forge. The books will be out later this year. As of the time of this recording, there is still no word of Kit will be a Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, did you know that... I got stories confused there. <laughs> Did you know that the real the real airwolf actually crashed and killed its crew? No way! I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. go to Wikipedia and look up the, wow. the the history of that helicopter after after the filming of the show became like a medical transport copter, and they had an engine problem and crashed into the side of a mountain. Wow! 
Well, the uh, the the uh, friends of the book guys, the Fantasticast podcast, attempt to get at least one Airwolf reference into every episode of their show, as there <laughs> should about be thirty out of forty. As there should be. <laughs> that's almost that's almost like me and a show that shall not be mentioned this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Captain Canuck coming to a screen near you. You Americanos probably have no idea who Captain Canuck is, and even Canadians barely have an idea who he is. But he's cool. He's Canadian. He's got the Canadian. Nope, there he is. There he is on the screen. Uh, <laughs> All my comics are at home. I gotta bring some a comic rack in here. I have a spinny comic rack in my basement. Bad. Bring, that would be a plan. Uh, Canadian superhero Captain Canuck may be coming to the web soon. Nindiegogo project link up on your screen uh, has been set up, and things are looking good. Looks like it's going to be funded. It'd be fun. Animation. Canadian. Whatever. And the only one with a, a copy of the issue is actually the American. Ba 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 ba. Dun dun dun. So, from the comic news of the absurd to the comic news of the super super cool. Comixology has updated their app with new features. The latest version of Comixology adds the long-awaited subscription feature. Users will be able to subscribe and have their favorite comics automatically downloaded each month to their device of choice. The new update also adds new full-screen modes and a two-page mode, which will be great for those large-format tablet users. I'm actually really pumped about this. I mean, Comixology has been making a couple of really good moves. Uh, I, I, would, I would love to see more people really get back into some of these books because some of these books are just gorgeous and the stories are just, they really are compelling they're more compelling than what you might remember from growing up with comic books the, the funny thing about this uh, Professor Allen and Padre is that Comixology the company started off by making software for pull lists so right. that your co local comic store when Padre would walk in he would say hey guys I'm Padre they would look on their software Comixology software and it would say well Padre needs this book, this book, and they would have all your books prepared for you. Yep. So now, finally, Comixology has a pull list. So every month, when you log in, all your favorite comics are delivered automatically. Fantastic. This now, just, you know what, don't even bother. If you want to do a startup for digital comics, just stop right now, because Comixology <laughs> is rocking this whole thing. It's awesome. <laughs> Let me say, as great as Comixology is, uh, just a few days, within the last 48 hours or so, Image Comics has That's announced yes. their, own, yeah. their own digital initiative. And one thing that makes it different from Comixology and something that book guys, fans can, can rally around, they will be publishing theirs DRM-free. The idea is if you... Comixology is great. Let's be honest. It's a rental service. And having that a, uh, image, a representative of uh of image on the show at some time in the near future ron richards of triple a fame on the twit tv network works for image comics and uh he's been crazy busy with with their new news i i i really want to get his view on where image sees themselves being placed in the comic book universe i stand but corrected their their <laughs> uh, their their press releases are using language like you own this as opposed wow. to licensing it from elsewhere, they are. Thank you. Trying, and they are. They are the. They're. They're the number three. It's a distant third, but they're the number three comic book company. And, and they've got. So they've the got the hot properties. They've got the really true. hot properties right they now. Got I, I think. Dead, I think what what we all want really is uh, what is, like ninety percent of the Apple Music now. What we want is that model where 
it's DRM free, it's cheap, <laughs> and if my computer ever burns in a horrible fire because Padre was setting off a lot of fireworks on July 4th, then <laughs> I can still log into your server and download all the stuff that I own. So we want kind of the best of all worlds is what we really want. Or, or you know, in this model, in, in the image model, you can download the file itself to your in to your hard drive, CBRs or PDF and or it's EPUB, yours. and then it's it it is yours. The file is yours. Hey guys, this week just because July first, July fourth, it's Independence Day and Canada Day, and basically telling a lot of British people to piss off. That's that's what it's all about. That's why we're firing the fireworks up. Anyways, we're gonna go completely ad free today. No ads. No ads. We're gonna play the promo for the Doc Savage. We're gonna take a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we're reading. For over 80 years, the name Doc Savage has meant thrills and excitement to millions of readers worldwide. Now, for the very first time, the Man of Bronze comes to vivid life in Python Isle, the first audiobook adventure from RadioArchives.com. A metallic bronze blur raced into the room. The gunman whirled. With a yell, he squeezed off a shot. The bronze man, set for such a move, literally dodged the bullet. His muscles and reflexes were unbelievably coordinated. But even Doc was not infallible. A second bullet caught him full in the chest. It drove him backward against a wall where a great back-swept arm cushioned the impact. Then he came again. The gunman looked in disbelief. He stood as if rooted. Doc's cabled bronze hand seemed to swallow the gun, wielder's hand and all. He wrenched. The gunman bleated, and a grating noise told that the crook's wrist had been broken. Through it all, Doc's metallic face retained his perpetual impassive expression. In Python Isle, a long-lost pioneer flyer returns to civilization accompanied by an exotic woman who speaks in a lost tongue. From his towering skyscraper headquarters in New York, through a dangerous Zeppelin journey to Cape Town, climaxing on a serpent-haunted island in the forbidden reaches of the Indian Ocean, Doc Savage and his iron comrades race to untangle a weird puzzle so deep that the only clues can be found in the Bible. Written by Will Murray, and produced and directed by Roger Rittner, the same team that brought you the Adventures of Doc Savage radio series. Python Isle features dramatic narration by Michael McConaughey, cover art by Joe DeVito, and two exclusive interviews with Will Murray on the history of Doc Savage and the discovery of author Lester Dent's long-lost manuscripts. Python Isle, the first in a new series of unabridged audiobooks from RadioArchives.com, is available now as an 8-CD set, priced at just $25.98, or as a digital download for just $17.98. In the weeks to come, be sure to visit RadioArchives.com often for more exciting audiobook adventures featuring the top heroes of Pulp Fiction, including The Spider, Secret Agent X, and many, many more. If you're looking for adventure, excitement, and suspense, you'll find it on Python Isle. Available now from RadioArchives.com. Good guys, let's 
you haven't watched episode 80 yet, Jeff Smith, first of all, Jeff Smith performs Rose, his Doctor Who theme song. Ah, I said it, damn it. Oh. Mention it again, but great. <laughs> and you know what, Professor Allen, since I already mentioned it, I spoiled my run there. I had like 20 minutes. I didn't talk about Doctor Who. Every time I hear the Doctor Who theme song, song now, I hear Jeff Smith's lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor a bad Who thing. theme song. He's ruined the intro for me. I can't even watch the intro anymore. Uh, anyways, guys, let's talk about what we're reading. And uh, Padre, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. What are you reading? Okay, I, I know this is going to be kind of shocking. Um, the book I'm reading right now is not digital. It's not it's not an ebook and it's not an audiobook. Um, it's it's this little paperback thing. I, I heard I heard about this technology. I read about it when I was a kid. And it's so it's you know it's kinda nice. It's it's like a computer but the the pay, the screen doesn't change. But it's the uh, so I'm reading the whole girl with a dragon tattoo, girl who played with fire, girl who kicked a hornet's nest uh, the trilogy. Okay. Um and Again, this was th just like the Hunger Games trilogy. This was sort of a challenge for my sister uh, when I called it a chick book, and she said, "Well, okay. Well, how about you read one, and I'm going to send it to you, and if you like it, you keep reading." And damn it, I actually kind of like it. <laughs> it it's it's kind it, it's got all the right characters. It's got all the right pacing. It's a little bit dark and foreboding, and you know what? It's it's got a hacker in it, so I, exactly. I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Professor Allen, anything new on your table? Yeah, I got two things. I'm, uh, uh, one is, you know, the, the father said he's, he's been gone for, for a few weeks, so I felt that there was a, just a niche that I had to fill. And so, uh -oh. uh, if you remember, you know, five or six uh, months ago when Pope Benedict stepped down, we kept hearing, you know, this is the first time in 700 years that a pontiff has, 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 has uh, retired. And... Uh, at one one point in that uh, in that process, I saw an interview with an author named John Sweeney, who wrote a book about the other pope oh. who stepped the, down, oh, Celestine the fifth, the pope who quit, which I think now needs to be uh, re-released as the first pope who quit. <laughs> uh, but it's you know Middle Ages. I like medieval Middle Age history. I like church history. It's something that really intrigues me. So looking forward to looking forward to working my way through that. And then on in, in, in audio, I'm listening currently to the second collection of Sherlock Holmes short stories nice. that were collected as the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I'm in audio. I just finished the, the Four Doctors, big finish audio. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. We got uh, Paul McGann, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, uh, Peter Davison. Brilliant. Well done. And Daleks. Daleks. Love it. Uh, finished that one, loved it, enjoyed it. Bigfinish.com, subscribers get more. Uh, other than that, I just started another audio. I'm taking, I'm also uh, taking the Dan Brown for the team. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I have to. I, we have to stay culturally and relevant. When I look at those top Amazon charts, sometimes I got to take the Dan Brown for the team. I'm at chapter See, I, one. Look, I, 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 will respect, I respect the man for what he's done. Anyone who can succeed in, in the, the book writing business, that's absolutely awesome. I have never been a fan of his writing, except for that one book, Digital Fortress. And I'm not talking about the content. I, love, love I don't that. care about the angels and demons stuff. I, like I just Digital don't like Fortress. the style of writing. Yeah. Well, no one has stopped short yet in this one. 
Was I, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot which I forgot which book it was. The the, the the I almost gave up on Dan Brown that one. It was like yeah. Every chapter stop short, stop short, stop short. It's almost like he he learned the term just before he wrote the book and had to put it in everywhere. Yeah. I uh I'm 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 heading out on vacation next week and that one's on reserve at the library. That's sort of touch and go whether I'll get it. If the book will come in before, but it it is on my short list as well. So, so what we you're talk saying about is it. that you may go to the library and start to grab it, but then stop short. <laughs> I might stop short. Okay, I got it. I got it. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did. Yep, yep, yep. That's, hey guys, that's, uh, that's how we roll. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention today, but the, the Royals visited the Doctor Who set. See, no matter what, I was going to say Doctor Who at some point because it's part of the news. Yeah, you worked it into the rundown, so, so there was no chance that you would not say it. It starts off, you can see Nick Briggs was on set, uh, Matt Smith, uh, everyone pretty much was there on the TARDIS. And, of course, it was the, the Prince Charles and Camilla visited. Uh, Prince Charles even, you know, gets a little turn at the ringtone modulator, you know, exterminate, exterminate. But it was brilliant to watch Nick Briggs uh, doing the Dalek voice. And I'll bet you no one in history has ever said the things that Nicholas Briggs said <laughs> to the Royals and not and got the, you know... <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> He's like, move, move, silence. We are the ma you are not the masters. We are the masters of Earth. It was brilliant. It was almost like watching Alex Jones at a Bilderberg conference. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's screaming I, at them. I, it, thank you. Now I cannot get that image out of my head. It was brilliant. Brilliant, Nicholas. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, if you watch this video, watch the video and listen carefully. We're going to play it for you. Listen very carefully. There's a little bit of spoiler there. Matt Smith talking about uh, the 50th. I don't know if he's going to make it to the Christmas episode. I'm just saying, I don't know. We'll play that right now for you folks. We are the masters of this planet. We will obey us. Obey or be exterminated. Who will move? Who will Obey our commands immediately. Yes, yes, since the series came back in 2005 and before that for audiobooks and things. Would you like to have a go? I'll show you how it works. You speak into that, goes into this, goes into that. Goes out the speaker, but it also goes to this transmitter, Sorry. which transmits to the Dalek so that its lights flash at the same time. Would you like to? I don't think my voice is going to go. Give it a go, sir. Do you, do you make it do that? You have to do some serious hectoring. You have to exterminate. <laughs> exterminate, exterminate. That's very good. Bit of you are our, bit of you are our prisoners. <laughs> you are our prisoners, I think oh, you do. Yeah. You are our prisoners! <laughs> <laughs> One false <laughs> move! Oh, yeah. That was very impressive! So I, actually, it wasn't it wasn't that video that I just played that had the spoilers in it, which is good because I don't, don't want to spoil anything. But uh, there are videos online. You just Google the the royal visit to Doctor Who set. At one point, Matt Smith does spoil quite a bit of it as he's talking to you know Prince Charles. I mean, I, I was I appreciate you know Nick Briggs you know, doing that, showing the royals all, all around. I'm a little disappointed he didn't mention. Well, you know, if you downloaded my interview on the book I show, I could explain all of this to you. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'm, whatever. I'm, I, he did fine. 
Brilliant. We are not amused. We are not amused. Mm. I I'm wondering if they use some footage from uh, the Prince and Camilla for the 50th. Could be cool. <laughs> While they're there, just saying. So what's new, Padre? What's, what's going on, Padre? I know you're, you're moving around. You got things. You're moving and shaking. You're on planes all the time. What's happening? Yeah, I live on planes. So you've, it, been, you've been playing. I have been playing. It, it, this is transition time for, for me. So I am leaving my job here in Washington, D.C. It was originally supposed to be a one-year position. It's, I'm now in year four. So I'm so <laughs> happy. I love the job. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the job. I love my community here. But it's time to move on. Yeah. Um, I am moving back to the Bay Area, so I will be a full-time host for the Twit TV network. I'm developing some new content for them. But in the next month, so the entire month of July, I will be down in Brazil for this event called World Youth Day, right. which right. is a, yes, you know, a couple, of, couple million kids from around the world are going to come do a pilgrimage and uh, then meet the Pope. Okay. And actually, if, if you watch the, uh, the footage of the Pope's Mass... Uh, I'd say 50-50 chance you're going to see me at some point because I'll be I'll be there I'll be the only guy in a Roman collar with a big video camera. No, no chance of getting a book guy's shirt on you. <laughs> book guys, bookguys.ca, just somewhere, just somewhere. Maybe I, maybe I can ask Pope Francis to wear a book guy's shirt. <laughs> now there's a tie-in. There it is. All right, Padre, you said you had some technology news. Should I hit the jingle? Yeah, hit it. All right, now I have been addicted to this game. This is actually a really good game for people who are traveling. It's only available on Android. Uh, I've got an S4 here. This is an S2 just to show that, yeah, it's, it's compatible with multiple generations of, of Android devices. Now, anyone who has ever done Foursquare, you know what a, a, a geocaching or geolocating right. service is like. Oh, Padre, now, i got to go get my phone. You sold it already. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. So... Here, here, here's here's the cool thing about Ingress. Imagine Foursquare, which is already addicting. I mean, if you play Foursquare, you want to check in. Everyone wants to check in every chance they get because you want to become the mayor. Everyone wants to be mayor, right? Now, in the game, there are two sides. There's the enlightened and there's the human resistance. So you get to choose a side. And the backstory to the game is there are these portals opening up all around the world. That it's emit free. It's what's free. It's free, but you need an invitation, but I will give you an invite. I will give you an no, invite it's, code, and, it's, and it's you on, will... It's on, it's on the Play Store. Oh, no, no. You can download it, but once you run it, it will ask you oh, for your code. No. But I will give you a code. I will Actually, I will, right after the show is done, I will give you a code so you can play. So what happens is you fight for control of these portals because these portals are pouring out the energy, so you want the energy. And you... You get to hack portals. You get to attack portals that don't belong to you. You get to establish links between portals. So essentially, you cordon off parts of the world. And there are people playing this game all over the place. So can, uh, I, can I cordon off like the book guy's studio? Yeah, yeah. But, but see, that's the thing. Anyone can attack it at any given time. So you have to, you have to like, keep up your portals, keep up your defenses. The, the cool thing about this is, for me, I have started walking about... 10 miles a day just to walk <laughs> to the different locations because you have to be close to the portal in order to either get its energy or to attack it or to claim it for yourself. So it forces you to get out in the world. And, and what people have been doing, what, what, yep, there we go. That, yeah, you've got yours up and it wants the code. I will give you an authentication code. But what people have been doing is they've been doing these meetups 
where they'll get together with like five or six high-level players or even more, and they'll walk across the city. And uh, you can watch on your computer screen in real time as the portals start to change alliance because they've been attacked and, and flipped over. So hang on, so, so you have to it, actually walk the perimeter to form the portal, or is... Well, no, so, so the portals are located in random spots of any ah, okay. city that you're, you're living in. Um, and what will happen is the energy comes out of the portals. So you need to go towards the portals, and if it's not your color, so like here, I'm, I'm blue. I'm on the blue team. So that is by portal right next to my house. Nice. Um, and, um, but there's green portals that I will attack. I will, I will have to physically get within about 30 meters of the portal before okay. I can start attacking it. And as I'm attacking it, it's attacking me. I'm losing energy. I have to replenish my energy. It's, it's a cool game. And uh, in the meantime, Google is getting all my location data. Which yeah, but this is, is know, brilliant, kind of Patrick. Like, for someone like me, that I, I want to lose about 20 pounds. And I've been doing a lot yep. of walking on Sunday. So instead of – I used to shop on Saturdays at the local supermarket. Now I'm shopping on Sundays mm -hmm. in Chinatown. And I walk there. And I walk back. And, you know, this is great. I could walk around town and lose some weight and attack the portals. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, see, here's the thing. People got addicted to Foursquare. I got addicted to Foursquare. I had to stop checking in because I was checking in all the freaking time. But Foursquare wasn't really a game. It was maybe a social right. game. This is an actual game, right. and I got to tell you, it is addictive. It, awesome. I, I, I'm always whipping out my phone to see if there's a portal near me, uh, and uh, it, my, my phone will start telling me if like my portals are getting attacked. And I have found myself in the middle of a working day if my portals are getting hit and I'm within range, yeah. like running out of my office to go over there and reinforce them really quickly before <laughs> they go down. It's, it, it's kind of cool. Now, I'm guessing the activation is because I, I saw when I downloaded that there are over a million downloads. So maybe their server is getting taxed a bit here. Well, technically, it's still a beta. So this is still all beta. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they've got over, over, I think they're approaching 2 million users right now. Now, I, I, and, can, see, I can see a revenue uh, stream here because they're forcing uh -huh. you to go somewhere. Yep. So they could force you to go, not force you, but hey, there's a lot of energy coming out of that Apple uh, store or the booster juice, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's even Starbucks. better than that. There are these, these add-ons, these mods that give you additional powers, give you additional defense. I could see where they have a system of, yeah, you could play for free, but you could purchase this awesome mod. And I mean, we've right. seen in Farmville, we've seen in Simpsons Tapped Out, those models can make a lot of money because you will always have the person who says, who's lamenting that they're always losing to the high-level players. So they'll spend $1,000 and just amp their, their character up. And I think, I think what Paul was saying is the, the app doesn't need officially, but maybe the Starbucks on this corner will just happen to have a portal for the next yeah. two hours for you to go to. Or that <laughs> Right. That's the genius There's move. A, the, the Jamba Juice uh, down the corner, down and in DuPont Circle, has a portal right on top of it. And I was talking to the people in the Jamba Juice store, and they knew exactly what I was doing. When I was walking around their store, and they're like, hey, man, you know, it's cool if you hang out here, but could you buy a drink? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like Jamba Juice. It's a hot day. And, and I'm like... Oh my God! That would be—that's such an opportunity for them. You—you you have all these people fighting over this portal oh, yeah. who are going to buy a drink. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Love it. Uh, can't genius. wait for my code now. Yep. Yep. Activation code. I—I I will send it to you as soon as uh, we get off the line, so that uh, because otherwise, other people will try to use it. Yes.
<laughs> uh, is that it, gentlemen? Do we have any, any other book news? We done for the only week? thing. Only thing I had, Paul, was just an, an update from a recent guest we had on the audio audio only special, our interview with oh, Rob yes. Kelly from the Ace Kilroy uh, web comic that uh, he's recently reported that his Kickstarter for the Volume 2 a hardcover collection is well over 80% pledged. They nice. have, have a few weeks. Pledges are open until July 17th, 2013. AceKilroy.com will take you right to the And, right and I'm to sure the, he's going to uh, do it. He, he, he nailed it on his first one, and I can't wait to get my signed copy. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, terrific. Uh, another update. Uh, of course, as folks, you can tell, Connie Willis is not with us. Well, she's still with us. Away. <laughs> oh my gosh! Away. We almost turned this into a really sad episode yes. of the book, guys. Yes. <laughs> Connie but Wilson is no longer with us. Connie, Connie Willis will join us at another date. She's uh, she's off writing stuff, and things. That's about it. We're gonna play the jingle. Where's the jingle? Do we do Take the end? Th- do you know what the end theme jingle? Our our lullaby made so much more sense in audio than in video. Because now we, we just sort of stand around bopping our heads. We have to sort that out. But for this oh, week, oh, oh, now, oh, Paul, Paul, I do have one more. I do have one more update. Oh, breaking news! I, I, I do have one more update, but it ties into this. That's that my my daughter was watching our Doctor Who special. Yes. And the only thing you know the the the, the video version. The only thing I heard from her you know, negative about it was. Dad, did you really have to dance during the 80s rendition of the theme? <laughs> yes, you did. So yes, I think we need you do. So I think we need to stand stock still during the lullaby. All right, here we go. Everyone? As still as possible. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel.